If I were any more excited to be here, my eyes would pop out of my head. This is the See After Show, and tonight we're talking episodes one and two, God Flame and Message in a Bottle. We've got you covered with news and gossip, a super cool special segment, and I can't wait to get to predictions. I'll see you on the other side, because the See After Show starts now. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Okay, here we go. Listen. Okay, so I am super excited to be here. Like I said, tonight we are covering two jam-packed shows. We'll split them into two. We'll go through one, and then we'll go through two. Um, I don't want to take too much time, but my name is Keith Andre. I'm an actor who loves all things Apple. I'll be here each and every week with co-host Ben Schnau, who happens to be a big fan of Jason Momoa. So we've got you covered. This is going to be a good time. Oh my God, what a show! I mean, just I mean, right off the bat, are you here for it? Or are you against? What do What do you think? I mean, I'm for the show for okay. sure. I mean, I saw the first shot, this wide shot. I was like, what is happening? It's right a big now? deal. Is that a, just a TV show? I mean, not just, <laughs> but it looks like a feature film right. kind of thing. I know? definitely feel like Apple TV is changing the game right. with the TV experience. But so, all right, so we'll start with episode one, which is God Flame. I want to talk about uh, we're going to prepare for battle. Right. We've got the birth of babies, and then we've got the witch finders coming. Right. Later, we'll go through episode two. Uh, ben has us covered with a cool special segment I'm looking forward to, and we oh. won't get out of here without giving you our own personal predictions. So, right, of course. Oh, my God. Episode one. Yeah. I mean, if you had to grade it, what would you say? I mean, you know, I'm a guy, like, if I have a scale from 1 to 10, I never really give a 10 right away. Okay, right? You, know, you know, there's always some space left, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Room like, for improvement. I give a 7.5. That's you fair. 7.5, maybe. You know? uh, okay, like, I say like 8.2. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like they did a very smart thing at the very beginning to get people hooked, to be honest. I yes. mean, honestly, the first couple of minutes, I was like, okay, what's happening here right now? Mm-hmm. They're talking a lot. I couldn't even understand. I feel like the dialogue, there was some dialogue, but I couldn't yeah. really understand what, what Jason Momoa was even saying. I was like, what is oh, for sure. About? I mean, my special yeah. trick: I always watch TV with right. the subtitles on, oh, even see. when it, even when I know the language, just because it's easier to kind of pick up You're and right. catch. But You're to right. your credit, I think they did a great job. It was shot beautifully, like right. you said, very cinematic. Right. And I, I was wondering if I was going to question whether they could see or not, but I felt like they quickly dispelled that. I, I felt that we were in this world where right. people really just couldn't see. I know. And it kind of showed up in uh, in their behavior. So I definitely like that. And it was great acting, too. I feel like like acting as a blind person is not easy to do, right? Mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. I mean, they still see, obviously, but they have to pretend they do not. You exactly. Know? And, and, and I feel like from a storyline perspective, I think they did it very smart to have this big scene, this big fight scene at the very, very beginning. Yeah. Because at that point, I was hooked. I was like, oh, my God. Because oh, yeah. the fight scenes looked amazing. I loved way. it. I mean, it was jam-packed. They gave right. us action right off of the top. And like Definitely. you said, I think it was uh, pretty challenging for all the actors involved. Right. Hopefully, as the season progresses, we'll get some folks in here so we can get a little inside scoop and see how it was just having to be blind or what they did right. to kind of take on that part of the character. But we were met right away with a lot of things, one of which was Magra and Paris. We right. got her giving the birth of these babies. Right. I thought it was interesting because although it is uh, in the future, yeah. there's so many elements that are kind of, you know, from medieval or like different time I, time period, I had to just 
And I think they do a good job of making us forget about the time period, right. even with some of the other elements in the show. Yeah. But having her to to bear it and like hold on to those lashes or whatever to give birth and just those type of things, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. you know, where are we going here and, and how to, how do we get there? But I mean, we, we we learned about the virus at the very beginning, right? So for there sure. was something. So it wasn't the future, but the the way how it looked like the production design looked like that they went back mm-hmm. to the past in the mm-hmm. future in a way. You for know? sure, so it looked like like whatever, even before. Before Jesus was born or something. It looked like yeah. way back in the days. And know, I so. think that was important because we have to remember, like, this is a, a brand new world. You right, know, it has right. to be completely foreign to the audience. It's right. not something that we've experienced. Um, so in order to get us to buy into this new world right. where people just can't see, period, we gonna have to take away, I think, some of the elements of, like, time and what we're used to seeing and hearing. Right. Uh, in the beginning, so just, I guess, as we talk and center around the birth of right. the baby, we thought it was one baby. It turned out being twins. Oh, like deep. Uh, okay. I was like, they, they didn't feel like two harpies. I, I did know. find myself like trying to challenge it, but you got to just like suspend your disbelief. Right. But one thing that I did enjoy about the show is right off the bat, I think um, with Jason who plays, what's his name again? But. Uh, Baba Vas. But right off the bat, we learn, like, just in in terms of him and the, the other characters who are participating in, I guess, I don't know if we want to call it war or, or battle, right. but we learn that although they don't have sight, each person is kind of, they have a special ability in what they can hear. Exactly. That was very interesting. They, they developed different kind of, like, skill sets over mm-hmm. time, right? So mm-hmm. there was this one lady, she could even, she could even kind of Visualize exactly how many horses and how many people are coming. I was blown away and by I was that. Like- you cannot see, but you know how many horses. But All right, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that just reinforces the narrative right. that there's this whole other world where these type of things are uh, are possible. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So in the dealing with them babies, we did have to face uh, some of the things that we would see uh, further along in the episode. So we we begin to hear about the character Jarlin Morell. Yeah. And him being the baby fathers and just witches and so how that, tell me that, that, that uh, that's a very good that took me a second to yes. be okay I was like okay who is this guy where was he coming from right. why did he make her pregnant why did he leave after it <laughs> where is he where is he now yeah. and why do they looking for him what but is did like, you do you feel like you were able to appreciate it after the fact or are you still kind of like wonky I mean about it was. It? I, it was okay still. I think the storyline still worked for me. It was kind of a mystery. So maybe they did that on purpose a little bit to keep it back or to hold it back a little longer right. for us as the audience, right? I kind of, I got away with that. It's okay. Right? Agreed. Because Agreed. I feel like there was so much storyline in between with Jason and out of a sudden the whole group was kind of against him, right? If you think mm-hmm. about it, when they come back, uh, that was really interesting to see. But then he basically like escapes and 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 supports and helps everybody for sure. Everybody, for right? sure. So, I mean, I think like you said, just to speak on the the talent because yeah. these people are coming in with an amazing skill set. So we see Jason right off the bat, who you know when he shows up on camera. He's he's large and he's in charge. <laughs> There's no denying it. But I really like what he's doing with his character because although he is so large and just in charge and has that type of energy, his character is still very... Um, 
not subdued, but just very aware and very invested in like love and like loyalty and right. those type of elements. Right. I, that's a very interesting point because I was really like looking at his behavior and how he was acting, even the way how they move now. Did you realize that? Yeah, how I was he talk moved about specifically that. Yeah. because he didn't move like this. He was kind of no. like moving like one one foot first and then the other like in a in a very like. Like angled they, way or whatever. Yeah. Like, and even in battle, they're like, uh, he using like his, yeah. his legs and his arms. Almost to like an animal and, kind mm-hmm, of like style, mm-hmm. right? It was very interesting. But I also wanted to say what you just mentioned. I feel like he's this really big guy, right? I mean, we all know him. He's 6'4, 6'5. He's huge, right? Yes. But I feel like in this show, he, he has this like physicality, but he is also very sensitive, I feel. Oh, agree. Because I feel like if when Paris is telling him something about the past and, and, and all that stuff that we're still going to talk about yes. for the kids, he feels a little even insecure, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like not lack of self-confidence is maybe too much, but he didn't know or he doesn't know how to react. What, right. what am I doing right now? And I appreciate so, that most. I mean, for, I as an actor, I feel like that's the type of acting and that's right. the type of storytelling that you're most interested in because it's real. And, totally. and uh, not to belabor the point, but just to show that because he is this big guy it doesn't um eliminate insecurity for him especially with having to take on um two children that are not his you see subtle reminders i think i know for sure paris who's played by alfrey water who is a living legend so shout out to queen alfrey water but she keeps reminding him along the way you know like put this aside and like be the man that i know you to be and like all these elements so i I think uh it's good for him to play his character that way because as a man you're gonna have to face like the fact that these are not your children. I, I liked it to be yeah. honest because I think like it was a surprise maybe for some people to see this big dude, this boss, mm-hmm. not being like always a hundred percent, always yeah. also having kind of an emotional side and sensitive side too. I think that was very refreshing for sure. You know? So I really enjoyed that. Good, see, yeah. good, and I think that th- that just takes us right to I think the next character that kind of really um, starts to build a foundation for this show, which is Hera Hilmar, who plays Magra, who's mm-hmm. the baby mama, who is. Uh, Jason's right woman. Yeah. Um so she's she's uh mysterious. Yeah. She's got some secrets but we do get them out throughout the first episode. Right. I I feel like um Paris again Alfrey Water does a good job of like anchoring us in right. the story, right? Okay. Like she's an older woman. Right. She's got, you know, these sensibilities that the other villagers are wary of. Is she a witch? Is she a, is she not? Right. And so we do learn once she does um once Magra gives birth to the children, Paris is like, oh, you got to speak the father's name. And that's where right. this whole context for um, the Jarla Morel yeah. issue comes out. I feel like she's a very interesting character because at the beginning, I felt like she... At the beginning, I thought she doesn't really know a lot about what happened to her. But mm-hmm. now I feel like she does know a lot more than she's telling us. You're talking about Margaret. I'm, I'm talking about Paris, actually. Paris. Yeah. I okay. feel like she knows a lot more than no one even oh, knows Oh, for about. sure. So uh, she's kind of like giving information step by step, you know, giving right. little by little, you know. <laughs> and I was like. As much as she can give. Because by the time we get to the second episode, it's like, oh, no, she uh, knows I, a lot. And I have to say, Magra. Uh, yeah. Beautiful acting, by the way. Oh. I, I really wanted to point that out. The first scene already when she's basically in this kind of hole, right? When she's giving birth to yes. these babies, right? Um, beautiful. Oh, my God. Absolutely. That's, that's not easy to do. I mean, you're an actor. I'm an actor. So we know how, how that can be. This is not mm-hmm. an easy thing to do. Uh, no way. I, so. I mean, they were stellar. The three of them really kind of root and give us a foundation. Right. Um, right. 
I do want to say something. Oh, Margaret, I want to ask you. So when she first initially told her story, and you guys online and in the comments, let us know what you think. But did you buy her story at first when she was just saying that she was this girl who roamed and got lost in the blizzard and ended up here pregnant? No. <laughs> Not a chance. I mean, I thought about did it for anybody, a second. Right. She looked kind of nice. She could have her? been a good but, girl. But I think I, I have the feeling right now all the scenarios, all the things that we saw so far, it all happens on purpose. That yes. Magra came to this kind of like uh, like to Alkeni village. Yes. It's yes. all on purpose, right? That we meet the guy. What's his name? Juan Morales, right? Juan Morales. That's, Who? The the guy who basically gave, make her made her pregnant. Oh, um, okay, uh, how, okay, okay. How do I say the name correctly? Juan Morales. Jerla Morel. Jerla Morel. Oh my there God, we go. It's Oops. okay. Oh, I'm working on that. But uh, I feel <laughs> like different that, languages. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but we give you a break. That, that that all happens on purpose. <laughs> Seriously, I agree. I, like. I agree, and I think that it's. Uh, a really good foundation because right. you kind of come in with a certain expectation and this is kind of a sidebar criticism I think of like film and television yeah. especially when we get to see trailers they really are now giving us a lot more of the world of the production than I think is necessary Right. so walking into this I was like okay I know some things about it I do hope that it's greater than the things that I know and now I can see like yeah. oh no nah, they're taking so many turns I know. like I don't know where we go but one turn I think that really gets us started is this whole idea of preparing for battle because right from the offset we see that this is an ongoing thing and this show is going to be gruesome and it's going to be battles over and over 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 again um i think that okay so going into the battle situation right we're met with this opposing force who are the witch finders right We'll get there, but some of the things, like we said, we were keen on is just everybody's in battles, like, ability uh, to be able to, whether he needed them to know how far away they were. I know in some instances, they're speaking in time in terms of how many breaths away they are, and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How crazy is that? And at first, I I couldn't tell. I was like, okay, the other people have animals. Can the animals see? Can they not see? Good, interesting point, though. I don't know. Because we haven't really seen a lot of animals, right? And then I was like, well, can the other people see or can they not see? But I know they can't see. They cannot see. They can. No one can. Okay. I think there are just two million people left on Earth. And no one can Nobody see. Nobody can see. If you're see. good or bad, doesn't matter. No one can see. That's how I understood it. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about the element of battle? Because uh, some could say it is a bit gruesome. There, I mean, Jason ain't holding back. I can tell you that. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean, it was it was interesting to see because it was kind of brutal, right? And savage. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was. So yeah. that they started right away with that was very interesting to see because sometimes, I mean, very often you keep this kind of very specific scene mm-hmm. like more towards the middle part or whatever, right? But they started off exactly with that scene. But I personally liked it because that got me hooked. I was like, yeah. whoa. Because these movements, how they moved along, and Jason, how he was basically defeating all those guys coming yeah. up the, the the hill. I was like, damn, that was amazing. It definitely propels so, yeah. the, the story forward. So For I sure. like it too. And I like a bit of action. I mean, yeah. it, it's nice to see a different... Maybe like a hybrid genre when you're watching television, because in sure. most instances we definitely don't get this caliber of of um, action. And then you think you're gonna get action, you're gonna get good acting, right. you're gonna get good story, right. you're gonna get good shot. I know. <laughs> know. I mean, like, so all in one. It's I, I love, and what I like about the show is that 
it, it's kind of even creepy it's in some moments. That's yeah. how I felt, especially when they basically walk over the bridge. You know, and it's so yes. crazy to me, you know, this bad, this bad guy's coming up and he stands in front of the bridge already, but they all cannot see. And then Jason is yeah. on the bridge and they, they know they're so, I mean, like, damn, they're the so closeness close. Of, I, was, I'm, <laughs> I was freaking out. I was like, damn, you guys are so close, but you can't do anything because you can't even see each other. You, you have no idea. Isn't wow. that crazy? That was crazy. But they do me. a good job of playing that, which is an important part of the story because right. we could have easily got lost in it and felt like he's right in front of your face. You really. <laughs> I mean, you could breathe and feel. But that was a beautiful <laughs> moment to me that really showed everybody, I think, what it actually f- makes it work to really see something. Yes. Right? Yes. And if you don't see anything anymore, how lost you can how be lost without you can vision. Be even not even knowing that someone is standing right next to you when you're not breathing or doing any movement mm-hmm. or whatever. And even so. them having to physically get across the bridge. You know, they're taking steps, and then you buy into the fact that it's a bridge, but you have right. no. No idea. That makes you feel like, oh my god, you shouldn't take anything for granted anymore. You know, I'm dead serious. I mean, for sure. You know, like, no, they do a good job. I mean, I've I've got a, a few takeaways. Right. I'll save for when we get down to predictions. But speaking of the bridge, we can go right into the witch finders are yeah. coming because that's a pretty big element. And so this is a part of the story where you know, as an actor, you you're taught you know you don't judge characters because right. you know you got to fill them out. But I'm gonna tell you one person I can't stand. Uh, I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> is Gather Bex. Now, wow. he, he's a really skilled actor as well. Shout out to him. But it's just like, first of all, you're a traitor. And, right. and so to not judge it at first, I'm like, okay, I can get with this because, you know, your moral compass tells you they're witches. There's something going on in our village. Right. We didn't ask for her or her babies to be here. That's right. So I got to take matters into my own hand because right. another big theme of the show is like faith and right. religion right. And, and like all of that. So he has sent word out right. um, and has brought in Tamakti Jun, who is the guy who yeah. works for the queen. That's and right. I can't wait to talk about the queen. <laughs> I mean, but I wanted to say something about him first, if you don't mind. Okay, of, good. Of, of yeah. Garth, so we'll, um, um, uh, with Gather Backs. Gather Backs, yeah. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. Go I forward. just wanted to, because, I mean, I really like this character. I like these kind of characters. You would want right? to play you, that you, type of yeah, character. Yeah, you want to play that, but you, you have a hard time watching it sometimes. Yes. Because you're like, I hate this guy. Exactly. What the heck is he doing, right? But then we have that one scene where he's talking to his own aunt. Yes. That he's also kissing. I was like, what That's is episode going? two. That's episode, I'm sorry. Okay, don't forget about what I just said. But we're going to come to this point. But yes. what I wanted to say is that he has, a, he has a purpose. He has a reason for doing it. And when I Absolutely. heard that reason, I was like, hmm. Would I react the same way? I'm not sure. That's good storytelling. You know? Everybody has to have redemption. You know, yeah. there has to be room for error. But at the same time, you can only judge characters in the world that they are in yeah. and, and then decide. I can't blame him for making that type of decision. Right. I'll tell you why when we get to episode two. Yeah. But for now, I left with episode one just really yeah. annoyed with him. And just <laughs> like, how long is he going to... How long are they going to... I knew for sure right. they were going to figure it out when we got to the bridge and he's like oh wait 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 uh you guys left me and i was like well because somebody uh i feel like it may be magra who she can hear people's secrets or she was saying something like that to paris in the beginning so i'm thinking okay well his character is only gonna last for so long because 
they're gonna know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they, there were some things that did come up in episode two, right? That kind of put them on the path. Yeah, yeah. But there well. there was one question mark that I had when I when I was basically hearing what she said. Yeah, I can hear secrets. I can hear it when someone is talking lies to me. Yes. So I was like, as soon as he said that on the bridge, she should have known. He's kill, he's get, lying. Get him Just kick him off the bridge, here. okay? You know what I mean? So but that was a little surprising over. to me. But mm-hmm. for the storyline, I totally get it. Oh yeah. And when you ask me right now, like, is he gonna stay long? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he will. He has to in I some way. He's this kind of one point, like one specific part of the whole show that keeps the whole storyline moving forward. Very, very bit. necessary. So, yeah. And now we know what he's fighting for, yeah. so that'll get him there. So a few more things did happen in episode one, and then we can get ready to jump right. into episode, episode two. So they, you know, are guided out of here by the context of Gerald Morrell, yeah. who has left uh, breadcrumbs. Yeah. In a sense, for this entire village right. to get out of Dodge and escape the people hunting them. Now, they're hunting them under the guise or authorization of Queen Kane. Right. And so... Damn. Uh, damn. <laughs> the only word I have, damn. <laughs> I mean, I... I don't know how to describe her, but I just wrote, like, when I was watching, like, okay, we probably should talk about her prayer language because... I just want to pray, people. That's all I can say. <laughs> I want to pray right now. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so, I mean, the one thing about the queen uh, is that her prayer language, her prayers are closely uh, linked to masturbation and like sexual yeah pleasure? i mean to be honest for me personally when i saw her the first couple of minutes i, I feel like she's a psychopath who likes to masturbate <laughs> you know that was the kind of the definition to be for me. agreed i mean she is like a psychopath a little bit right she is very like hard to read she's, she's she's nuts you guys if you jump in the chat go ahead and quickly throw in your thoughts on queen kane because i Please. do want to just gauge a few kind of comments to help guide my <laughs> thinking because so on one hand i'm trying to look at the themes of the show right and i'm like okay well religion and then if we if we talk about you know sex and right (sighs) i mean i mean then just because you are the queen of 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 an empire doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have sex or not allowed to masturbate or something right so i get that but But the the my not concern but what i'm learning about the language of the show is that for her her communication, her way into religion is by way of, like, sexuality. Yeah, for sure. Because, so, in this episode, we saw her pray, and for her to pray, she literally, physically, like, had to masturbate and seal it with the kids. Exactly. But she did it in in a way where she was almost, like, I feel like when I see her, every time she's doing something, I feel like she's half gone. She's not what do you comp- mean? She's like, she, that, that's what I mean, like, with a, a psychopath. She's, like, very mm-hmm. much, like, she's kind of gone in her mind. She's mm-hmm. somewhere else. And then she's, like, moving her head around and is having, like, these different, like, I feel like she has visions all over the place. She's, and is, like, watching around and looking around. And, and then she's also very, like, very, like, very sensitive in a way. I think she's also very emotional in some ways. And okay. then out of a sudden she turns around and becomes very aggressive and brutal and can just kill people. So sometimes I feel like... You know, Jason Momoa plays Baba Vaz, right? Yes. Obviously, he's this kind of like on the other side. She's mm-hmm. the kind of like big mm-hmm. dude, but she's almost for me the kind of opposite to him. 
in a little yeah. bit more extreme way. Yeah, they definitely lead in two very, very different ways. With her, I can understand, you know, because it's not anything different from when we get into, like, extreme religious yeah. beliefs, you know, where it can skew kind of where, where you're thinking. But for her, we see, like, her being led uh, sexually and having that link to religion, I think, for her as a queen, is um, a scary slope. Just because by the time we get to episode two, we see just how much uh, it's impacting her. And we do get to see how emotional of an appeal it is for her and the right. way that she leads and why she wants to um, get rid of Jerla so, Morrell and the babies. So, just question for you. Why, why do you think her sexuality and religion is so connected? Well, what do you think it is? Well, why, why do you think is that? I think that, honestly, I'm still trying to figure it out. But yeah. I will share with y'all now. <laughs> I think that in this instance, there's a conversation just around orgasms and right. that type of spirituality, in a sense, okay. that people can say come with that. Yeah, I can see and that. I think the clarity that the queen here gets from her ability to uh, please herself is linked to the clarity that she receives from, like, religion and, like, right. <laughs> whatever she believes right, in. Right, right, right. I mean, I, I just know. learned I have a new keyword that I could use. I pray. And I'm you good. Okay. <laughs> that being said, we're going to jump into episode two right. because right after that, you're going to tell us about your special segment. That's right. Which I am excited to That's hear. That's right. That's right. Because we talked about you praying enough. And then we'll get to <laughs> our predictions for the show. Alright, so with episode two, right. uh, titled Message in the Bottle. So yeah. we talk about the face me factor. Right. Gather Becks, more of him, his character, and his message in the bottle, and then the idea of this this box of knowledge and whatever other takeaways exactly. that we have. So, tell me how you felt about the host, the face me scene, and the scene uh, with the bear. That, very surprising. Very, but, very, but very, very In surprising. terms of believability, like, did you... Because here's my thing. I asked you first, but I'm going to tell you first, and then... And then oh, you okay. Because this is my thing. I, I felt like... In some ways, how could he not hear that there was a bear around? You just turn around. I felt that they needed to show us uh, more of the world and how danger, how dangerous the world they live in can be without sight. Yeah. But I was like, mm. that was tough for me too. To yeah. be honest, I okay. mean, I feel like I, I totally agree. I mean, from a like believable perspective, I really didn't feel it. Yeah. You know, I feel like he must have heard the bear before. Yeah. That must have. I mean, come on. Right, you you could hear like so many guys, and you can hear like the the it, tiny little bits already. Exactly, exactly. And then uh, you have to tell me that I have Guamorales, Jerla Morel, Jerla Morel, Jerla Morel, Yeah, yo, Jerla Morel <laughs> comes across out of a sudden, and I was like, Uh-oh. where are you coming from? Right. That was also a little bit too weird, too fast. That too didn't fast? really work. It was too fast to me. Okay, I, I, I know how you feel, but that's if I would have written that scene, yeah. I wouldn't have done it that way because it feels like it feels it felt stages okay. to me. A little I can bit, you accept know? that. I mean, I didn't know how fast. I mean, one thing uh, I was talking a bit earlier yeah. just about time and the idea of how we pass time, yeah. especially in in the episodes here. Yeah. So one element time is. Um, kind of free-flowing because we see the children grow up faster. Yeah. We see, like, them travel for 30 days and 30 nights. Right. So I was like, okay, I know things are going to move. Now, I didn't know how soon we would meet 
Jerla Morrell. I'm happy that we did get to meet him, but I wasn't expecting it to be to be this context. Now, I, for me, honestly, it felt a little bit like, okay, he had to come up now yes. because that was the only way how they could move the storyline okay. further. Okay. And I okay. feel like if I, and you know, don't get me wrong, I love the show, I love the storyline overall, but I feel yeah. like if I feel this moment when this has to happen just because of that, it's not that organic. turns me off a little bit. To Which be is honest, oh, you know? I, it's, okay. it's it's this is a safe place, you guys. Okay, there's nothing wrong with offering a bit of criticism, especially when it's constructive. Um, but I feel you. I feel oh, you like it, right, cool. it was those two elements. I think were just necessary. The yeah. bear, because we needed to be reminded that they live in a world where they can't see sure. and danger is imminent. And then with Jerla Morrell, we did need to push the story. Yeah, we needed that experience to push the the children's names. Yeah, to push um, their age. That right. that whole storyline and and that part of, that of the he, equation that he's giving him the key and that day he's going to find the bull and blah 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 blah. Exactly. Know, so. so he gives him all this. Yeah. There's a Box, right. Go get it. I'm gonna see y'all in 12 years, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, like, whoa. Okay. All <laughs> so right. So time is gonna go Why fast. Why not? <laughs> but so before we get into the box, because I mean, it was a bunch of, of things. But before we get there, we do get to go back to Gather Backs. So we can yeah. jump right back into where you were talking about Gather Backs and just go ahead and share more about learning. You know his true motives and Damn. his whole. Yeah. Situation. I mean, you know, the first episode, I was like, what a guy, right? I can't really believe that he's doing that to his own people. Yes. Right? But then the second episode, we learn out of a sudden that his mom was killed by his group. Okay. Because they she, took a vote. Because she was against what they were saying when Margaret came into the camp, right? Yes. She didn't. They didn't like her. Or no, the mom didn't like her. She was like, this is all made up. This is not real. You have to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. But the group, because of you no know, Baba was like, hey. She's my wife now. She's my girl now. You don't Ew. do anything. So from that perspective, I it get makes him. sense. I get him. It makes sense. I mean, there's a group. The the whole group end up being yeah. extremely loyal to Baba Voss, and we'll see right. whose demise that comes to. Because even in the first episode where they did try to overtake him and have yeah. a council meeting, and then they still was like, "Nope, I'm rocking with him over here." That was a beautiful scene, by the way. I do. I do. They basically I, I, changed the side and went over to him. That yes, was beautiful. I love yeah. that. But so we do get to understand Gatherbacks and his yeah. his logic. And so, like to your point, I'm cool with it because yeah. he's fighting for a purpose. His mom was killed, and then we get to see that he has an ally in his aunt. Uh, who has questions. So I'm like, oh, God, he over here plotting with the next villager. Right. We find out is his aunt, and then we find out that they're they're making out. That was like, whoa. And that's the second instance where I'm like, okay, religious and sex are kind of tied because he's talking about trying to get his aunt just to continue to have hope because he has the whole idea about sending a message in a bottle and just right. how difficult it will be to get out to people so that they can come because they believe that there are witches here. But when they started kissing, I just started to think again about his particular faith is kind of linked to Queen Cain's because it's that okay. whole sexual okay. kind of aspect. Right, 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 right. So that means like he's he's basically kind of... Um accepting the fact, okay, we basically have to do that right now, even if it's going to take us a couple of years until someone is getting back oh. to us. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also like a, 
because of my religion, because of my faith, and because of the connection to my sexuality, it's also okay to now kiss my aunt and now just make it out with my aunt? Is that is that what you... I mean, just I'm double-checking. I've know? said... Now, Ben, I didn't already told you I'm still working out a few oh, okay, things. Okay, okay, okay. But that's something that I think that we <laughs> should look at. Now, taking a look in the chat, thank you guys so much for joining us. We've got a few responses. I did ask about the queen. So, <laughs> Prince Caleb thinks the queen is weird. We're right with you. <laughs> Um, Melody Soto Ivan Soto the praying is ridiculous don't try to make it something deep it's ridiculous right I mean (laughs) these elements I think we'll we'll see more maybe they'll come full circle but at this point I'm just trying to figure out how they are tied you guys can jump in on Gather Vex just in terms of him being with his aunt that was another thing that made me time travel back to like oh if there's in a village you know you gotta be with somebody and maybe it's your auntie maybe it's your uncle maybe i mean honestly that that happened back then right obviously that's how it was so and that brings us back to hey the future looks pretty much more like the the past how about that how about that look at it from that perspective i all right i can accept that theme my my thoughts just just keep going i mean we need another hour for this show you know let's move on because i don't want to change my prediction yeah. anymore in my head before I give it. But so, <laughs> with Gatherbex, now one element I did like right. was the whole shadow undetectable lady. That, that was interesting. I love that. That was creepy. I was, I like, was like, ooh. That was awesome. I like that a lot. I mean, so that was another religious element kind of because they're yeah. praying to this being and hoping that she shows up, which she does. And she's just like gliding through and na- making the clicks and yeah. yes and no. So she's charged to spy on Paris. That's right. Because all this time, the villagers are still like talking crap. They're still like uh, yeah. uh, trying to figure everything out. So she goes back to spy on Paris but then too I was like oh Paris is the OG because she knew she did the sign language in, in uh, uh, Baba Baba Voss's hand exactly. she's like we're not alone so I was like oh exactly. I wonder if they will expose who the shadow I want to see more of the shadows and like how that element. For sure, I mean, out. we see that one scene where she, where the shadow is under the waterfall and is cleaning her face, right? So we see, and then when I saw the face, I was like, "Wait a second, didn't I see Have that we seen face her before? before?" Right? Think about it. in the first episode, she was one of the Come fighters, on. right? Come Wasn't she? On, ben. That's a, right? Uh, no, seriously, wasn't she? She has to be like an act. So okay, 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 okay. So you're saying that the shadow element is a person who's like an active member of society that's how she looked like but in her downtime she's acting as like this spy kind of thing yeah i yeah that's a very interesting i want to i I I promise you i want to see more of that yeah for sure i really like that and honestly what i also have to say is I'm not sure there is this one scene after the shadow came in and was basically observing them, right? And then Paris found out, oh my God, there's something in the yeah, room yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah. And then she goes back to um, Gareth, um, go, um, Garth, yes. right? She yes. goes back Gather. to him, Gather. She goes back to him and re- correct me if I'm wrong, but I had the feeling she wasn't even telling him the truth. You got it. You got and it. I was like, Come on. Okay. Come on. That's fair. That was, and then I still figure it out. I still try to understand why mm-hmm. didn't she tell him the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do you think about it? I mean, what, so what? that was very interesting to me. Or I'm was not... he lying to his aunt? Uh, you know, he made. Was he... Okay. So here's what I can say, without spoiling any of my own personal predictions. <laughs> I think that because we do see in the first instance that they meet the shadow gather and his 
aunt. Right. That she, the shadow is taken to the aunt and not gathered because he's not submitting. Like, there's yeah. this wall built up. And so even when she tells him, it's like, is she not telling him the truth because she doesn't trust him? Yeah. Or, you know, I think that she's questioning more of his motives and trying right. to figure it out. Okay. And, and just knowing that, hey, he's a snitch. Oh, yeah, for sure. He doesn't have the best interests of the village. So I think she may be privy to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, for sure. Especially if she's an active member of the group. Right. Right. Again, I get and, that. And looking at the chat, so Melody agrees. She said, we've definitely uh, oh, you see, she seen said, the shadow. You see, I think exactly. We saw her before. Good, good. I feel the same. I love when y'all can just check the Thank credits so and, much, and keep us posted. So so that's great. Um, So we'll move on. I mean, there were a few other elements in the episode. Right. So, and I don't know if there was anything too great for us to to belabor. Did you have any other I, takeaways before we move? I think we, we pretty much talked about the main things, to be honest. Yeah, the, the last couple things was just the box of knowledge. So, we do see the children. That's right. We see them growing up. They're 12 right? years 12. old. I was like, okay, we made a time jump. They're reading. <laughs> <laughs> They're 12 years old. They're reading books. Right. And, and okay, so a couple things. Because we do have to... No, that's right. You got, it. So, you got it. So, with Magra, because she was against... Um, the knowledge, right? The knowledge. Yeah. She decided no, so her and Paris have a, a, a tiff. Right. And I didn't really appreciate her using the children against Paris, because it's like, yeah. Paris has been there from the jump, yeah. raising your children, birthing them, and then for you to be like, oh, I want to be alone with my children. I kind of didn't like that, but I was glad to see that Paris is such a vessel. Again, everybody's kind of rooted in their own religiosity. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. she knew that she had to take it upon herself to, I get to that. let that knowledge I be mean, known. You know, I was kind of in between. I'm, I still am in between because I feel like I understand Paris' points because giving the kids knowledge as, as two human beings who can actually see, yeah. who have sight. I get it to move on with the with human beings and to basically become even more and then out of a sudden now everyone is like before and stuff like that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But then I also understand Margaret's and Balava's point of view. Yeah. I was like, hey, we have to keep it a secret. We don't have to give them because if they all find out that we have these two kids who can see, they're going to come after all of us. It's very scary stuff. So I feel like I understand both sides and then I'm still thinking about Paris. How much do I really trust Paris, I have to say. Oh, There's something with her. Sometimes I feel like I'm not sure if I can 100% trust her. I like that. Don't you think that? I mean, don't you feel the same? Huh. <laughs> okay. I mean, am I, come on, guys. Please tell me at home. Are you, am Did I the you, only one? Do you trust her 100%? Uh, uh, you do not. <laughs> I got him, guys. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> do, but 100% no. I've got doubt. Yeah, I've got some doubt because she knows more than she. Yeah, than coming back to us. what I said at the beginning, she seems still very mysterious. There is something she has in her mind that she's not telling us right yeah. now. Yeah, you know, and that makes me a little bit kind of unsure. Something's she... a little off, but we'll hopefully we'll see that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move into our special segment. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. I'm here for it. Give me what you got. I got a lot of stuff, guys, <laughs> right? I mean, honestly, I was thinking about the special segment, and I felt we have this one guy who's trying to, against the whole, trying to go against the whole group. Yes. And I was like, you know what? Let me find the biggest betrayals in history. Oh, you is know? that what you're going to call this segment? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Biggest betrayal of in history. All right, all right. Okay. And I have one 
for you guys right now. Let's hear okay. it. Okay, and the first one I want to talk about, we have a picture of him here right now. It's Christopher Bruce, a uh, boy, sorry, Christopher Boyce. Who's that? And Andrew Dalton. And now the crazy story that happened in 1977. Uh-huh. And they basically worked for kind of an aerospace company back then. Mm-hmm. So his dad was kind of a main manager already. So he was never really into business and stuff like that. So he was more kind of a street guy. And also Andrew was more kind of a drug dealer and stuff like that. But somehow, because of his dad, he got into all this kind of thing, right? Okay. And what he was able to do is he got in touch of one of the some of the cables of the CIA back then. So he could hear what the CIA was communicating to their own colleagues. What? So he was he was going right in between that happened in, in the U.S. in 1977. Uh-huh. He got all the information and what the CIA was talking about back then. I'm telling you guys now. Maybe that's still, <laughs> still a secret, but I'm just I'm spoiling everybody now. In 1977, the CIA was trying to depose the prime minister of Australia. What? And I was like, Are you? oh, all right. And he got, he found out this information. And then he was thinking, you know what? I want to bring that to the media. But he was like, no, no, no the media is I can't do it. I can't do that. And what he did is he was capturing all the information. And he was sending Andrew, the drug dealer, because he was kind of cool with everyone on the street. Yes. He sent him to New Mexico to the Soviet embassy, to the, oh to the, to the Russian guys over. But he, they caught him. And then what happened is Andrew... You know, he couldn't like. It, that was Christopher too. Sorry, and boom, and they knocked at his door, and they got him in prison for about twenty five, thirty Whoa. years. But they wanted to send him in prison for forty five years, but he came out because he was behaving very well in prison. Mm-hmm, so he was mm-hmm. spent twenty five years, and he's still alive. He's sixty six and lives on the east coast. Shut. Yeah, up. he's sixty six, and he did all that, but he's still living a life now. You know? So how? So was he able to? Uh, I know he survived the yeah, betrayal, but was he, he successful in betraying? Like, did he get those secrets out? You know or what did the, we catch him in time? And you or? know what the funny thing is about what? that? The, the Soviet embassy wasn't even interested. In <laughs> <laughs> there too. I wow. was reading about, okay, how okay. much information was it really for them? They yeah. didn't care at all. Who cares? And he was so like, I have some crazy information. I make a lot of money because he wanted to send Andrew, obviously, to get a, m- a lot of money from New Mexico over to the U.S. Mm-hmm. But he, he never thought. came. He never See came what back. Happens? He never came back. Before. You can't do that to us. But you know, I still kind of, you know, it's it's just one of the cases, guys. But we're gonna talk a lot more about some crazy stuff I found already. But oh, so be excited, goodness. trust me. Be oh excited. no, I, I love that the it's biggest betrayal in, in history, history. Biggest betrayal in history. I'm looking right. forward to it. That is an interesting story, especially that he's still alive. I know. I want to do like old, some know. research on him. Christopher Boyce, guys, check it out. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I hope the CIA is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> or are. Or maybe. Okay, well, salute. I can't wait till next week till we have our special segment and see who the next biggest betrayal in history is. I, I love that idea. But without further ado, let's jump into a little bit of news. Um, very important aspect. I'm excited. We'll definitely begin to find way more news. I was only able to do like a yeah. little bit of digging. Yeah. I got you. I'm very inquisitive, so it's my favorite part. Right. So it'll get better. But the biggest news, I think, at this point is just Deadline did report that C has already been renewed for a season two, oh. along with some of the other Apple TV Plus shows. But we'll get another season 
wow. out of C. I think it's going to be a, a big deal. We're already super excited about the show. I'm interested in seeing how yeah. long they want it to last, only because of the the structure of the right. story. It's right. like how many ways and, and how far can we go. Right. But we know we'll definitely be back for a season two. Do you know when they confirmed it? Did they even confirm it before the show started? It was just after the show started. Maybe episode, like a boom. couple of days okay, they went ahead you. and jumped the gun. I had a other few pieces of conflicting information just yeah. around like uh, how well the show is doing. Right. But shortly after its release, they did go ahead and renew uh, C. I think they renewed the the morning show and a couple of other shows they yeah. got coming out. I mean, from a production value perspective, I can see the show C as their kind of flagship show mm-hmm. because it's kind of a it's a great thing to start. Oh, off, it's you know? uh, it's like a movie. It's yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's, it's pretty it's, much a movie. It's crazy. Dude. Cool. So that's the only news this week. Sure. I'm not going to let you get out of here without giving me some predictions. We saw episodes one and two. People, I have a crazy prediction. I'm coming back to Paris. Oh, God. Because I told you I'm not fully trusting her, and I believe that she is connected to the queen. Oh, Ben. I know. You never thought about that, people, huh? (laughs) You know what? I like the way you think. I think there is something that this is all kind of happening on purpose a little bit. Now, you 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 think she's connected to the queen. Do you think we'll see this connection next episode? Or do you have anything? I don't think Any ideas around what we'll see in the next couple of episodes? So I definitely... What I feel is going to happen is because we see at the end of the second episode that this one lady at the river, she's finding the bottle. So someone is finding the bottle out of a sudden yes. after 12 years. What a coincidence. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I keep forgetting that we're going to pick up 12 years later because That's the right. whole time they've been fighting or trying to figure it That's out, right. we've seen the queen and her ring. So real quick for me, my prediction, of course, well, they found the bottle. So I think now we're going to see get to some more action yeah. like we saw in episode one. I think that this village is going to be confronted with the queen's uh, workers. Right. And because of that, I'm thinking, well, maybe we will see if there is a connection that Paris has to the queen. Maybe we will see a little bit of your prediction. I, I have a feeling. Yeah, and I also feel like that at some point, maybe not the next episode, but I feel like that the kids are definitely getting to the queen somehow. Or oh, they, they, they're going to come together. I feel sure. there's something happening. And I feel that in the next episode, we will definitely see more of the children. And I think, I'm hoping that we get to see them harness a bit of power of their own. Because right. at this point, we live in this world where nobody can see. But because they can see, I want to see... <sighs> What they can do. What do you mean? (laughs) I'm sorry. You want to see? That's not. But I do want to see what they can do. And I, uh, the last thing I just wanted to mention is because Mm -hmm. I, we all know knowledge is power. Yes. Right. And I believe what's going to happen is because the kids. I'm going to be able to take over even Baba Vas mm. from a knowledge perspective. And I think yes. this is going to create a huge conflict between the kids and also the village. their parents, too. Yes. Because I believe, like, the queen wants to have the kids, and she's probably acknowledging it that they are so knowledgeable. The parents never wanted to be them, like, be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So I think the kids realized, hey, you don't, wanna, you don't want us to be knowledgeable, but the queen won't. Right. So I think we should keep with her. We, we should stay with the queen and not with our own parents or with our own mom, Margaret, anymore. Well, that's and this is going to create a conflict out of a sudden. Yeah. It's always going to be conflict. I mean, those yeah, are good thoughts. But that's what I just felt like. I'm here for it. I'm going to go with your first prediction. Your second prediction, I'm a little lukewarm about. Wow. But I'll take it. You guys. I was giving all I had. <laughs> Damn. I'm here for it. Be sure to give us your predictions uh, in the chat. You can hit us up. That's all the time we have today. We will be back next week, Mondays at 5 o'clock. 
Uh, next week, we're covering episode three and four. That's right. Uh, my name is Keith Andre. You can follow me all over social media at Keith underscore Andre. Yeah, my name is Benjamin Schnau, and you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Benjamin Schnau, S-C-H-N-A-U. Just think about the dog Schnauzer. And I'm also <laughs> going to do the show Skylines tomorrow on Netflix in German and English for you guys. Oh! Check it out. Two for one. Thanks oh, yeah. for watching, guys. We'll see you soon. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.